Welcome to Vision Insights, a podcast series produced by Miami Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired. My name is Cameron Sisser, and I'm proud to host this very special episode of our podcast series. The arts brings joy to all of our lives, and they play a particularly meaningful role in the lives of the visually impaired. That is because participation in arts programs expands horizons, enhances perspectives of the world, and often exposes incredible talents. Joining us to discuss the role of art in the lives of the visually impaired are Christine Stiefel, a prominent South Florida philanthropist, art connoisseur, and founder and president of the Wildflower Foundation. The Wildflower Foundation is an independent nonprofit organization primarily interested in the areas of the arts, education, environment, and human services. Also with us is Aaron Hill. Joining us from our senior group health and activities, he is the art instructor and art specialist at Miami Lighthouse. Thank you both for being on Vision Insights. Thank you. Thank you. Chris, let's start with you. How did you become involved in Miami Lighthouse and why have our art and music programs attracted your interest, involvement and support? Thank you, Cameron. Um, Miami Lighthouse was mentioned to me by a couple of friends quite a few years ago. I was looking for uh, good organizations. Then they were enthusiastic about how much good was done by Miami Lighthouse. So my own research confirmed this. It's highly rated at the time and for years and years and today as well, highly rated as one of the top organizations in the nation. So I was impressed at how effective the Lighthouse is in its use of resources and helped as many people as it could. Visiting the facility actually clinched it, clinched that I would support this organization. The atmosphere is wonderful, as is a variety of programs for the blind and visually impaired of all ages. So everyone there, the staff and the clients, are very welcoming. So it's a wonderful place that does wonderful things, basically. Uh, In relation to your second question, the arts and music programs. I have felt for a long time that schools should include arts and music classes all the time. Over the last few decades, budget cuts have meant that these are the first to go from our public education system. We all benefit from arts and music. It is inspiring to see an organization not reducing but actually increasing investment in these areas for its clients. And Miami Lighthouse expands and innovates not only in arts and music, new and diverse arts, a beautiful, incredibly impressive music sound studio, and the rest of the facilities are great. That's that's why I like Miami Lighthouse and support the arts and music programs. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, it's very true when when you say that uh, when you got here, um, you were really sold by our art and music program, because when we're out in the community, we try and raise awareness about what we do. But honestly, it's really the firsthand seeing the place really, really sells it. So thanks. Thanks for that. Aaron, 
why is art such an important element of Miami Lighthouse's programming for early learners in our Miami Lighthouse Academy and seniors in our social group health and activities program? Hello, Cameron. Yeah, and Chris, I think made, I really stood out what she said earlier about the funding being cut in the arts. And I must say the Lighthouse does not hold back on supporting the arts, especially our CEO of Virginia, Jacko. She's been super supportive of some of my new ideas. And I think that's why the students here have gotten so involved and enlightened with the art. But I think it's a very important element for the Lighthouse because a lot of people come here specifically because they want to work on different art projects. Um, we do have a wide range of vision cap, uh, cap capabilities, anywhere from legally blind to someone that is totally blind. And it can be, they could be born that way or it could be developed over time. And so when people come in in a group of 15 to 20 people in a morning session, they not only creating art, they're expanding ideas of art between conversations and they are getting a sense of art that they never even had before. Some people have come here later in life, never painted before, and they have maybe a little vision and now they've become incredible artists. It's actually amazed me as an art that I'm an artist myself how the, the formation of art and the skills of a lot of these people. We have uh, also in the, the younger group of the Miami Lighthouse Academy, those kids, I have the second graders during the school year right now, which will be expanding to some younger ages, but their minds are such are like sponges. And you can, we do a lot of vision uh, talking through words so they can relate to colors. And then of course, a lot of texturized art. So we do a lot of mixed media art. Uh, for example, the kids are learning famous artists this year, and they do remember from week to week, and these are second graders, mind you, they remember the name of the artist, where they're from, what language they speak, their style, and then we create their own versions of, say, a Monet. Um, and I think the Lighthouse has beyond been supportive of the arts and the expansion of the arts and Hopefully there will be more and more to come with that, with the support of everybody, especially someone like Chris, who has um, been a big help through the Wildflower Foundation in our, in our department. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, Chris, that was a great segue into this next question. Chris, tell us uh, how and why Miami Lighthouse programs align with the mission of the Wildflower Foundation. Okay. The Wildflower Foundation is an organization that gives to a wide variety of charitable organizations, that is, organizations with different purposes and different missions. However, education is a major focus. I'm a great believer in our public education system, but as I mentioned earlier, budgets have been decreasing for decades. So for children to have the opportunity to achieve their dreams, a good education is, I believe, a very all-important base. And with all that Miami Lighthouse does in training and education, that means that Miami Lighthouse and the Wildflower Foundation are a great fit. What's also important is growth. When I look at organizations that not only expand, but achieve and innovate. Uh, the Lighthouse has grown, reached out to serve more people in new and different ways. 
and continues to do that, not only in the arts and, and music. Just one example. Miami Lighthouse provides the only comprehensive Braille music distance learning curriculum to any musician around the world. That is, for me, a very impressive thing to do. That's, that's my, that's, and I believe, again, that's a great fit. Thanks, Chris. That, that's uh, very eloquently put. Let's talk about the range of visual arts projects that are created by Miami Lighthouse early learners and seniors program participants. For instance, painting, drawing, sculpture, and macrame. Our Miami Lighthouse students were led by you, Aaron, in creating works of inspired by three specific stylists, which you had alluded to earlier, Monet, Mondrian, and Picasso. What was that experience like, and what did our students learn from that? It was actually a very, uh, even inspiring to me experience. Um, I wasn't quite sure when I presented this um, kind of storyline to the kids how they would react to it, and it, it the works came back um, more than unbelievable. Um, they have, when we started with, say, Mondrian, the first was like the first lesson, lesson I had come up with. Uh, they were able to, with rulers, draw the lines. I explained the technique of Mondrian, and they then used different coloring to color in these little areas that we had texturized, and then put gems on top and created their kind of, if you know Mondrian, it's a lot of uh, red, yellow, and blue coloring, some primary colors. And they remembered the artist information, which was amazing. So we just kept reviewing that because each piece would take, you know, three or four lessons to complete. And they, their works are, when people rec see them, they don't even have to see that it's a Mondrian. They know it's a Mondrian. And we just finished actually last week, a Frida Carlo. And the kids just love it. And it's, they're, they're educating, like uh, Chris was saying earlier, about how important education is. So sometimes people think, all right, oh, you're just going to draw and scribble with crayons. And no, you're educating not only through the hands and through vision, but through other education. So they're learning art history at the same time. So they respect the past and they can move into the future and share that with their friends and family. Um, uh, I think that it's, it's just super exciting. I don't, it's a very passionate thing for me at this point because I, I had no idea it would turn into this. I've done the summer camp with the kids who you see a big range of that. As soon as it's art time, they, these kids get super excited for art. It's not like, oh, they're going to another class. They, the teachers in the summer camp tell me they're just waiting for the, the art class to begin. So we do a wide range of texturized pieces. In fact, this year, the kids from summer camp won first place in an international arts competition from the American Printing House. They competed against all the kids around the world, and we did a big painting with recycled paper cups that with turtles. We had a hula hoop for the world, and the turtles are swimming around the world, and we, we won first place, which was beyond amazing. And it was also one of the 10 finalists in the Channel 10 Earth Day contest. So it's been, we, I'd also do community piece, what I call a community piece, so that everybody has a part in it, whether the kid is totally vision impaired or they have some sight and we put these pieces together with the kids so they feel a sense of community which I think is also very important and the same thing with the adults kind of we've done like about eight big pieces now um, a range of them one is actually in Pollo Tropicals executive headquarters that's one of the first ones we did 
Uh, we've won quite a few different competitions. And most recently, the mayor of Miami uh, made a donation and purchased the sea turtle painting of the kids. And then we do have a, a seeing eye dog was the title of one. With, and these are all texturized from 10 to 12 adult students. So they, and then with the, with the adults, they sit and I let them, as, it, as the painting starts, it evolves as we go. I take the input of each student, like what do they want to do here and what do you think? So they, they get a strong sense of community at the same time. So that one is how hanging at the Humane Society in Doral in their main lobby. These pieces are getting a lot of exposure for the Miami Lighthouse for the Blind. And like I said, the great support of the Miami Lighthouse has allowed me to Get some of these big canvases, which also obviously is the support of Chris and the Wildflower Foundation, uh, because these big pieces take a lot of, you know, materials and things like that. That's right. That that Humane Society piece uh, was was also uh, purchased by Commissioner Sally Heyman, who had it hung at the Humane Society. And all all the art you do, uh, Aaron, has a lot of meaning, and and that's why it's being. Uh, it's being awarded all these awards and hung in, you know, these places where that have a lot of foot traffic. So thank you, Aaron. Chris, you've seen a lot of this art. We just had a lunch and an, a couple of the wonderful paintings were hung behind our podium for everybody at the lunch to see. What are your feelings when you see these works created by um, not just our early learners, but our seniors and everyone who's uh, blind and visually impaired. I can tell you that joy and inspiration. <laughs> and uh, I first saw not only the three pieces that were displayed at the, at the luncheon, but um, uh, there were many others. And I've seen, of course, many of the other. I have a piece of artwork in my home from uh, the kindergartners uh, from Miami Lighthouse, which I see all the time. Nice. When I first saw the pieces at the at Miami Lighthouse, I couldn't stop looking at them, honestly. From a distance, close up, I kind of wanted to touch them because they had a variety of textures, and as Aaron mentioned, textures, and they used mixed media and recycled materials, and I really like that part. So I was able to resist touching them, but they really made me feel that even more, that people can create beauty and inspiration if they have the opportunity and the training and education. I was fascinated that Aaron said that they're actually taught about Monet and Picasso and Mondrian and others, I'm sure. And it isn't surprising that the uh, pictures have won awards. And we'll probably win more. So I think the uh, appreciation, not just by me, was shown at the, at the luncheon in October, the celebration, by the spontaneous and very successful auction of the pieces at the event. So we're not alone. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Chris. Aaron, you've, you've commented already on some of the awards that uh, the art has one, would you like to share any of the awards that are upcoming or ones that you're particularly proud of, both local, state, national, and global awards that the art here at Miami Lighthouse has, has won? Sure, and uh, Chris, uh, the, way you, 
the way you talked and described everything was so beautiful. I wish I, I need to save what you said. It was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, uh, most recently, there's been quite a few things. It's been a very active year. I just, when, when things come up, I try to, it's, uh, to enter different contests that are coming up. And most recently, we, uh, there's a, Arts for All is the big foundation that covers the whole state of Florida, which is all di- different disabilities. And they have competitions for disabilities competing against each other. So it's not just visually impaired. It could be somebody that's paraplegic or, or, and they have a lot of professional artists. It's not just like from our school, we're developing some of our emerging artists, right? So I put a competition in for the Arts for All calendar of 2023 and two of our artists, we won two of the months. (laughs) We won May and July. so I'm very proud of that, and that, that calendar is uh, actually coming out now, and it can be, you can get that calendar on the artsforall.com uh, website if anybody's interested in that. Also, when I went to the American Printing House, uh, luckily, the Lighthouse sent me to Louisville to represent the Miami Lighthouse, which I was beyond proud because they had over like 250 people from all over the world and country in this art competition, and the Lighthouse, by far, <laughs> uh, extended way beyond any of the other schools. So we had won first and second place with the children. The second place piece, which Chris was talking about, Monet, I did a piece with the kids that individual pieces of Monet with recycled paper plates and egg cartons and gems. And I put them together into one piece and they won second place. It was called Magical Monet. And I really love that piece. And then the adults uh, are a big painting called It's Possible to See Without Sight won a very honorable mention award, uh, which is a big lighthouse with three eyes and lights beaming out of it. And like uh, Chris so elegantly talked about the different materials that are used, a lot of different materials. And that was with about 15 students from the SGA department worked on that. And then one of our aspiring students, uh, Nora Delabot, she won a very special award um, just for her piece of a woman in a, a window with flowers and mirrors and was very beautiful. And another artist, which is Angie Pang, who is now featured in the Miami Herald for the wish list. Uh, she's a crocheter. She won second place in the, in the arts and crafts division. So we did quite well up there. And I got to meet all different other artists and, and uh, executives from American Printing House. In fact, the American Printing House president, they're remodeling the, the school up there in the American Printing House, and he's putting a piece. They purchased a donated piece of a piece that we they we won second place last year. He's hanging in, in, the, in his office. Oh. So I, that just blew me away. I, I was blown away. And they were showing on the screen, and they were giving beautiful visual um, descriptions of each piece, which is great because a lot of people obviously were there were blind. So, but they gave such incredible descriptions of each piece. So I've been trying to do more of that when I talk about the pieces. Um, they just made the pieces come alive even more than they already were. Uh, so I would say that it's been a, a beyond exciting art year, <laughs> to say the least. Thanks, Aaron. That, that's so true. And, and Chris, none of this would be possible without the Wildflower Foundation. And you recently announced an incredible, generous four-year philanthropic initiative can you explain that campaign to our listeners and let them know how they can participate? I, I, I sure can. I do have to start out by congratulating you, Aaron, and of course, the Miami Lighthouse Artists 
involved in uh, all of these incredible pieces that have won awards and I'm sure going on to uh, more things. Now, you create art, but obviously there's also writing involved, as you just mentioned. So congratulations and continue. That's wonderful. Okay, but thank you for the opportunity to talk about this. It's a matching challenge grant. So for every dollar donated from new donors and increased amounts from those who have donated in the last year, it will be matched by the Wildflower Foundation, doubling the funds getting to Miami Lighthouse. Oh. Now, Virginia and I talked about this and agreed. So she is very confident that it will be achieved that over the next four years, the million dollars offered by the Wildflower Foundation can be turned into $2 million for Miami Lighthouse artists art and music programs. Now you, you can donate through the website. You can donate directly. There's a lot of information on the website, mailing, telephone numbers, everything. So more information there. And of course, you can call them directly to get any more information that you need if you're a potential donor, which I hope anybody listening will be. That's awesome. Chris, I just have a quick question for you real quick. Just for me personally, um, and I think people would be interested in knowing, the Wildflower Foundation, how, did you, how does that name come about and kind of the basis of that organization? Okay. The Wildflower Foundation is because I love wildflowers. Oh, I love that's, what, that's what I thought. I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love the diversity of a field of wildflowers because our world is like that, but for me, that's that's where it came from. And the Wildflower Foundation does um, provide funds to a wide variety of organizations, good organizations, and that's where it came from. Oh, sweet. That brings me back memories when I was walking in the woods to bring flower, wildflowers to my mother. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how wonderful. What a good you are. <laughs> and, I, and I believe, Chris, it's a photo that someone at Miami Lighthouse took. That's your logo of a wildflower. Yes, quite right. Yes. And actually, I have a painting from many years ago of a cosmopolitan. Is that what it's called? Cosmo. Uh, and it's in my office, and I'm looking at it right now. That was done by um, clients of the Miami Lighthouse. Wonderful. So would you both endorse the statement that art and music enrich the lives of the blind and visually impaired after our wonderful conversation today? Well, so much to say. But I, I think the first thing that occurs to me is who amongst us can say that not that art hasn't inspired us? whether it's a craft or music or sculpture, and everyone deserves to and should get their hands dirty in playing and creating art of whatever kind. As uh, Aaron mentioned, there's a great diversity at, um, that the clients of Miami Lighthouse do, and he knows better the, the expansive list. I'm not particularly an artist, but I know that art gives me joy. And occasionally, I am 
inspired by what I see and hear to try my hand at something. And that great, I think, for everyone. So everyone should have the chance. And I wholeheartedly believe that everyone's life is improved, or as you said, Cameron, in your question, enriched by arts of all kinds and music. You're we have here. to save all these things you're saying. <laughs> I could add two little things to that. Um, oh. Just recently, I thought of something. Virginia wrote me something that I thought was great. She, she was. I was talking to her about a piece, and she goes, "Aaron, yes, I, I trust your sight. I might be uh, sight impaired, but I'm not vision impaired. So I, <laughs> I really believe it's possible to create and feel art even without mm. sight." Beautiful. Beautiful. That's great, Aaron. And I do want to remind our listening public that we have an art walk every year called It's Possible to See Art Without Sight. And this coming art walk will take place on Saturday, March 11th, 2023 at 10 a.m. at Miami Lighthouse. And we invite everyone to come and view all of the spectacular art created by our blind and visually impaired program participants. Very So. If there are no other questions or additions, do you guys have anything before we conclude? Yes. I would like to, I'd like to go to, back to the opportunity for people to please, please make this matching gift. Just give to Miami Lighthouse, but make this matching gift count. Please go to the website or go to Miami Lighthouse and call them whatever way. Directly mail them a letter. Please support it so that Miami Lighthouse can do, continue to do and do even more. And that website is www.miamilighthouse.org. Well, thank you, Chris and Aaron, for joining me on this episode of Vision Insights. I invite listeners to join me for future episodes of Vision Insights when medical professionals, educators, and other experts will explore in greater detail many of the subjects and concerns involving the blind and visually impaired and their loved ones. You are listening to Vision Insights, a podcast series produced by Miami Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired. My name is Cameron Sisser. I welcome your questions, comments, and suggestions about this podcast series by contacting me at C. S-I-S-S-E-R at MiamiLighthouse.org. You can also follow us on social media by searching on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter for Miami Lighthouse. Vision Insights is brought to you by LighthouseShop.org. Do you or do you know someone suffering from vision loss? Visit LighthouseShop.org for all your low vision needs from magnifying glasses to solar shields to talking watches. LighthouseShop.org is there for you.